Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Leads Up podcast. I'm James and I'm with Rocco D. Hello. The podcast is brought to you by Bassandbly.com, who are a trusted independent photographic dealership based in Harrogate with over 60 years experience. And they specialize in quality new and used cameras, binoculars and spotting scopes. And I bet they are ecstatic with the, the victory of Forrest last night. Oh, God, I'm so croaky. Very, very tired. How are you, Rocky? Uh, croaky and tired, but extremely happy. I, I loved it last night. I loved Javi Grazia. I can't pronounce either of his names, <laughs> but I love him with all my heart. What an absolutely wonderful man and a decent manager as well. I don't know if you know Marta on Twitter, who basically started following Leeds as a result of Marcelo Bielsa. Last night on Twitter, she wrote, Gracias, Javi, which really threw me off. So I'm with you on that. But yeah, it was, it was, well, I mean, let's get into the dad, dad talk, first of all, which is mm. busy getting there last night, wasn't it? It was ridiculous. Yeah, I was worried I was going to miss my fish and chips, but I did manage to, to get there. Coming back as well was a nightmare. I was like, I don't know why. Why was it so bad? So much traffic going on, isn't there? The gyratory isn't helping. And oh man, we, we, we are sounding like dads. <laughs> we're talking, to, we're talking to our demographics. But there you go. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a tense night. Very, very nervous before. The atmosphere was great in the ground at, at kickoff, and we started well. But then Forest were just getting in, weren't they, from silly mistakes? And I think they hit the bar quite, quite early in in the game. And you thought, oh god, here we go. And but from that Sinistera sort of broke forward as well and they pulled him back and got a yellow card for it and that was an early sign that he was going to be a a, a real asset for us and that he was kind of back to the the player that we we signed and was who was brilliant at the start of the season as well yeah absolutely i i i was calm all day yesterday i felt i felt really, really? good and confident yeah until i got to the ground and then as soon as i was <laughs> in the ground i was like just so nervous and i was nervous the whole game and yeah forest I mean, yeah, it was mostly coming down Ailing's side, wasn't it? He he had a bit of a a bit of a mare at times. And to be honest, I think the goal actually was, although I think it came from an Ailing slip, Sinistera was really, really poor the way he, he I don't know what he did. He just sort of missed the ball or I don't know, let the guy in basically. But then Sinistera was just electric, wasn't he? I mean, they just couldn't tackle him every time he got the ball, him and Furpo linking up down the left. But the way he jinxed inside and like they just can't, they just no one can seem to tackle him. He's just awesome. Like it was brilliant. Yeah, he's really good. I think it was a header out. It was like a weak header from Ailing, wasn't it? That sort of started off their 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 goal. And when they did score, you just thought, oh, for crying out loud! It's like why, why? And and I and I did just think they were just going to sit deep and just soak up a load of pressure. But and they did do that. But they just. They just couldn't handle it because of players like Sinistera. Yeah, he's the way he cuts inside is is ridiculous because he must 
you don't know obviously because you're not there playing against him but he must timing wise just get you on the wrong foot and then just turn and it's he it, it always like manages to get a yard and it's very very impressive i think harrison as well was was so good last night i've never i've, I've never seen you know he works hard but i've never seen him be all over the pitch like that before he was just everywhere yeah i think the consensus seems to be that it was his best ever game for leeds and and i totally agree he was just just on it, one. He was so fired up, and I think especially in the second half, actually, maybe because he was down my side, I noticed it more. But he was just just fully pumped. I mean, he looked he looked electric again, and and yeah, having them two down the wings and having Harrison back on form and and contributing to goals like he is 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 an absolute godsend. I mean, I know he had that pretty awful dip in form in the the Leicester transfer thing. His goal contributions have, have pretty much dragged us dragged us out of the out of the relegation zone. It's 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 basically all on Harrison when you when you look at the goals and assists. It's incredible, and it, his goal was actually a, a fairly decent finish. Really, I, you know, I just thought it was a tapping from a rebound. But when you look at it, the keeper Navas gets back up, and it's a half volley. Not an easy skill. I can think of some of our players that might not have scored that. Oh yeah, easily. I did think that when he was running through, I thought, mm, is this going to go over? But I, I saw a great stat from Johnny Cooper, who works for Opta, and he said that it was the 30th game that Jack Harrison has scored in for Leeds United, and out of those 30 games, we've only lost once as well. Nice. The, re- the rest, the majority of them are wins with three draws, so pretty impressive actually, and, and you think, like you say, when he's firing it tends to mean that we're defensively very good as well because his work rate is getting back is superb. And I do remember thinking that a few games ago when people, you know, when he had that bad run, I thought, and some people saying he should be should be dropped, but he gives so much defensively. You know, when he the times when he can be frustrating going forward in that final ball, he makes up for it in terms of, you know, pulling us together as a team to get the ball off opposition. So, yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Jackie fan. Yeah, and I, I mean, I thought before the game, actually, you know, I wasn't particularly happy with the team. I I sort of thought, well, you know, our four best forwards are potentially on the bench here. But then we go and play like that and, and it makes you realise that we do have a, a lot of a lot of quality and so many options up there now. It's, it's pretty exciting. I, it's so hard not to get carried away the morning after a win. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, people can look at that and say, we scraped past Nottingham Forest. Why are you getting excited? They're the worst team in the league. And that may be true, but I think the bigger picture is, is, is definitely positive. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced of that. The scoreline suggests we scraped through, which is very, very true, but it was a complete domination. Like Forest yeah. were Forest were poor. We were very, very good. And you know, you look at Newcastle, they played a away at Forest a few weeks ago. It was a tough game for them. They scraped to win in the last minute, you know. So it's it Forest are fighting to survive and those games are always tough. Like the Premier League is yes, there are better and worse sides, but it's always, always a scrap. Yeah, yeah. And that's absolutely true. And and yeah, we should have we, we should have blown them away really last night. Didn't do my research for this show. Has, has he been sacked, Cooper? I saw I last night. I, I think so. Has he? Let's have a look. I saw last night that someone someone tweeted that he was being sacked. Someone, you know, credible. Yeah, there's nothing that's come through yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if by the time I've edited this and it's gone out that he might <laughs> that he, that he might have gone leads that. So on that on the Harrison goal as well, I think the crowd around us, because we'd obviously 
everyone was starting to feel negative and because of Forest goal. And uh, I remember there was that, we talked about this a few weeks ago on the podcast as well, there was that sort of vacuum of noise in Ellen Road where it just went deathly quiet, which is so unnerving where there's just no atmosphere at all. And a few of the fans around us actually were just, because we, we were playing how Gracia does in that we've just been composed and just sticking to our game plan, not panicking because we were 1-0 down and just carried on. But Pete Brown was getting so frustrated with us because we were stringing like 30-odd passes together to try and break down Forrest. And I was just like, like, give it a rest. You know, this is fine. You know, we're, we're completely dominating here. And yeah, as it turned out, the, the patience paid off and the ball, I, I, what makes me laugh on the replay actually is McKenney's pass to Rocker. It's like sort of like a little miss, miss pass to Rocker before, before he has a shot. And, on the subject of Rocker, I thought, again, another player who's starting to realise that time for him on the ball is is a positive thing and he seems to be doing very, very well. He does, yeah. And no no disrespect to him, but I do want to change the subject. <laughs> no, he did play very, very well. I, I know he, he seems to be getting better and, and it might be a case that Tyler Adams' injury has been a, a blessing in disguise. You know, it's it's... It sort of forced him to come out of his shell, I think, and he's taking on more responsibility. But that's why I wanted to to mention McKenney because, especially in the first half, I thought he was brilliant. Like I, I've never, I've not really seen much of McKenney really. And yeah, last night I was so impressed. Like you've said before, his feet are so quick, but his range of passing and you know fizzing balls, you know out wide, you know high, low, spotting things. He's been what we've been crying out for, and I think. As I said before previously, like our, our struggles this season have probably been because of the midfield, and and that's why I've got on Rocker's back and why I've been, you know, presuming he's not good enough. But I think what we've been missing is is McKenney, you know, someone who can move the ball further and you know quicker. You know, it's all it's all a bit short and easy with McKenney and sorry with Adams and and Rocker in midfield. And yeah, last night we were able to stretch the game so much better. I actually thought. I saw that. I watched the highlights this morning. I thought McKenny's little ball into Rocker was was lovely. <laughs> I can't. I can't tell whether it's a miss kick or one of the greatest passes of all time. Yeah, it was, um, yeah the latter. <laughs> I think on McKenny as well. It's and the midfield in general. It's really hard to judge because you're basing it on like a coach who played with a completely different style. And obviously, Adam's been in that mix as well. So things have actually changed quite a lot in that area of the pitch and. I don't know. I, I think, you know, play, playing wide with Sinistera or whoever's out there and Harrison just creates more space in midfield. I think Gracia said that, you know, they tend to play three in the in the middle that really makes it hard. But as soon as you start stretching everyone out, it gives them more space to do more. And yeah, there were some turns that he did that last night, McKenney, and I just thought, yeah, that's brilliant. He's like, he, you thought he was turning back into back into a tight area, but actually he was creating more space for the team. He's just, yeah, really, really good. And like you say, I think we've missed that. And I know it is only Forrest's. That's That sounds harsh. It is harsh, I don't care. But it's it's interesting to see, you know, he's earned his spot there to tr- then try and do the same against Palace, and hopefully he can at the weekend. And one thing that was grinding my gears a bit last night, Rocco, I don't know about you, but what was with all the ads on the... Uh, the scoreboard. Oh my god! I didn't know if it was. <laughs> I didn't know if it was me. Every time I looked up to see what the time was, it was just an yeah. advert, and then they would only show the. You'd only be able to see the clock during the during play when you don't want to be looking away from the pitch. I was getting so warmed up, and I was thinking, how have I never noticed this before? 
Yeah, uh, well, really no, it was, that was definitely a new thing. And because obviously, I think a lot of fans in the ground were looking out for the clock hitting 23 minutes as well, because it was a, a tribute that everyone wanted yeah. to do and did do for, for Kevin and, and Chris, where everyone turned their back on the pitch, which I thought was brilliant. I think everyone handled it really well. And, uh, but yeah, still no idea whether it was on, on the 23 minutes or not because of that, the scoreboard. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah, no idea how anyone knows when it's like everyone seemed to know straight away that it was all over. You know, we'd done, we'd done the minute, but. Yeah, I, I, it's so moving. I mean, I you just have to just literally forget the match, and you know that's that's why we're doing it in in their honour. You know that some things are more important. You just have to turn around, and you know some people sort of try and sneak a peek over the shoulders, but I was just like, just you know, balls to it. You know, this it, this is for them, and this is why we're doing it. And you just yeah, I mean, it's it's always in the back of your mind what the hell's going on on the pitch, but you know, yeah, it's it's a lovely tribute, and I hope it hope it keeps going. So we do it. We do it on the minute, don't we? Of the of the year. So mm-hmm. imagine when it's been ninety years. <laughs> oh God, chasing, chasing a last minute winner. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I think as well, you know, it it reset everyone's mind after that as well. And it, sort of the football that had gone before that in the game was forgotten because you've obviously brought back down to earth, which I think is a really positive thing. And everyone turned around, got behind the team, and it really felt like there was there was a push for them to to score before half time and going really positively and and uh, yeah exactly that that happened and Sinistera like we said earlier his feet believable on that goal great 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 finish great timing it was just brilliant to go in at the break 2-1 up after being 1-0 down where you thought oh god here we go again yeah I, I was I was already feeling really really confident at that point but then to get that second goal before half time was was just fantastic and I I was I was just so hopeful that we would keep going for it and you know just just you know just keep pulverizing them and try and try and get that third goal and I don't know whether well I don't think we did I, th- I think I think the tactics did change in the second half but it worked you know Forest never looked like they were going to score we looked like we could have scored four or five so yeah I've got absolutely no complaints at all even if it was hairy until the end the the yeah the approach worked. Yeah, in in the second half, I think they they brought on a couple of midfielders, didn't they? Shell they swapped over midfielders. Shelby was there for one, and you thought as soon as I saw Shelby, I thought, oh god, here we go, because it was the Newcastle game a few years ago when he played for them, and he scored a free kick that just went through everyone, didn't he? I thought, yeah, yeah that's, that's just our look. But it it was weird because they brought on two midfielders, but then everything just seemed to go from defence to, to up front, just playing it <laughs> over the top. It was it was bizarre watching a team just pump it up up the field, but. A few times it did it did work for them, and the one that that sticks out is the one that Furpo ended up mopping up, where he was through on goal, and he thought, "Oh, here we go." And Furpo just came from nowhere, didn't he? He read the danger and came across the the box, and yeah, he mopped up. Yeah, I must say, I've I've not been one that's been getting carried away with this form in recent in recent weeks and months. But also, I was never that down on him. I've 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 sort of always thought he wasn't quite as bad as people made out. But yesterday, God, he was a he's, he is a different player. Like that, he was he was brilliant. He was a brilliant left back last night, and yeah, culminating with that that fantastic coverage and and even like the way he he, he sort of he goes in for the first tackle, he doesn't quite do it, and then he's just so calm and assured, and he just just nicks the ball off him and carries it away. It was it was top class, and yeah, he he's a he's a big big plus. I yeah, I just hope he 
hope he can stay fit now, really. You know, I'm not I'm not worried about him at all. It's not a case of touching wood in case Firpo turns rubbish. You know, I, I just think, you know, this this run of games is what he needed. And and yeah, he's 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 a he's a very good, very good left back. Long mate, continue. He spoke on the Leeds United official podcast the other week, didn't he? And, it, and he, I don't think he meant to do it, but he sort of had a dig at, at Marsh and just saying that, you know, he much prefers playing with width now. And I think it's the same for a lot of them. It's it's no surprise that we're actually getting wins. It's it's as much Javi's tactics as it is the players as well, that they can play in that system. We're a team that has, we're a club that has bought a lot of wingers and a lot of players that are good in a wide position. So why we ever went inverted, I, I do not know. But that's that's a, a debate for another day, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, like you say, I, you know, a dig at Marsh, you can't you, you you can't get away from it. And you know, you look at the interviews of the uh, Leipzig players after he left, and and it, it was all the same. So again, begs the question: what, what I was thinking? I mean, you know, Leipzig, they were they'd had they they got fourteen points from eleven games under Marsh went out the Champions League, sacked him, and they picked up two points a game thereafter, and they won the German Cup, and they got to the semi-final of the Europa League. So, you know, they instantly became a much better side, and I was very hopeful that the same would happen to us, you know, just because Jesse Marsh isn't, isn't a good football manager, and, and that is happening. You know, we, we look a totally different outfit, and, and we pretty much have from the very start, even under Scubala. So I'm I'm thrilled, and I, I I do feel like we can we can just push on now and be be a decent Premier League team that that picks up points. That's impeccable research, Rocco. It's like you've doubled down on your hatred. Well, I'm writing a book, you see. I've just literally finished it, actually. So yeah, it's all all part of that. A lot of Jesse I'm, bashing, a little I, bit of Jesse bashing. I'm joking. It's not hatred. But it's good to have these facts where you know you see you see a game with your own eyes, and you know hmm. This isn't working. And then you look yeah. historically and you're like, hmm, didn't really work there either, did it? Yeah, it's not hatred. I, I hate <laughs> the appointment. Um, yeah, yeah. But, exactly. uh, but I, I don't hate Jesse. Bless you. No, no. And the, well, I think this, this will probably go down as one of my favorite ever slide tackles, the McKenney one that was on the West Stand side of the ground. And it, I mean, he loves the slide tackle, doesn't he? Loves a booking. <laughs> he, he does love a booking. It was a great tackle, that. and we needed it at that point. I think it, I remember thinking when he did it, I was like, "Yes, like you know, that just like pumps us up again." And he tried it again a bit later on, and actually, I don't think he did get booked in the end. He he, he missed a time to slide in tackle. I couldn't believe he didn't get booked, but I think that was probably just after the referee stopped our stopped us when we were clean through on goal. He was probably feeling a bit guilty. There's always the risk at our age of just talking about the past and like you know, the glory days, but I'm going to do it anyway. But it, but for but for years and decades, a slide tackle has galvanised Ellen Road, hasn't it? You know, where something hasn't been going right and then all of a sudden Lee Bowyer slides in from nowhere and <laughs> wins the ball back. It's it's kind of always been the same. And I think, and maybe it's football fans in general, I think, you know, everyone just does, does love a slide tackle, which pays off. And yeah, it was brilliant. No, it is. I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's Leeds more than other clubs. I, I feel like it is, but I mean, yeah, there's like there's slide tackles that stick in my mind from history. Like there was one, like Alan Smith had like three bites at the Cherry Man City away in the year 2000. It's 23 years ago, and I still remember it because it was celebrated. So like it's like a, almost like a goal mass scramble. At the end of the day, he gave away a throw in, and everyone was going absolutely mental. 
But yeah, I think it's a thing in England as well. Like I've been to games abroad where like they don't react to anything. You know, they don't react to tackles or corners. You know, they're just sort of just like a mundane noise in the background. And I think that's what foreigners mean when they talk about the atmosphere in the Premier League being completely different. Because even at grounds where there is no atmosphere, you know, they still respond to stuff. And yeah, none more so than Ellen Rowe. Who is your man of the match? This is a difficult one this week, I think. Oh, it is difficult. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 four or five you could give it to. I think I will give it to McKenney. I, I just I was really really impressed with him. I, I I loved watching him play last night. It was it was brilliant. I thought Stroik did really really well. I think it's worth noting that you know Javi's chosen him over Cooper. He's the first manager to do that in a long long time, and and he's he's looking really good, looking more assured. But yeah, I I, I really liked McKenney last night. I agree. I think McKenney was excellent. I think Don Rocker was uh, was brilliant as well. I think they started. They played really well. I was surprised that that didn't start. Those two didn't start at Arsenal. To be honest, uh, I did think that it was worth a go. But I think Forest and that that result last night will really help going into the Palace game and then playing t- together. I think, like you say, Pascal was great. Cock was very very good. It's difficult, isn't it? But for me. Jack Harrison, I just, I, I've not, I've not seen him at that level before, and uh, now it makes me more worried that we've not signed, got him down on the, a new contract. And I think if yeah. there is, and I think if there is, if there is change at Ellen Road this summer, I think we've got a good chance of keeping him in terms of you know a board level and and that switch happening. But if not, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts looking elsewhere because it was crazy in the transfer window everything that he went through and it was he never should have gone it was so obvious that he should be here and now that Javi's in and he's settling the Ellen Road ship hopefully you know he 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 does just want to stay because he's he's playing really really well last few games and we really need him coming to the end of it and one thing that stuck out actually on Gracia last night was there was a quote from him where he said I do my job the the protagonists are the players like it sound, all sounds very familiar, like another a Spanish-speaking man that we know. I know, I know. He he, he really is very similar to Bielsa in, in many ways. And, I mean, his press conferences, I just love them. You know, I, I, I mean, in some ways they're better than Bielsa because, obviously, he's speaking himself. So, he's you know, he's showing more personality. Obviously, he doesn't quite have the same pills of wisdom, but he comes out with some some great lines as well. You know, he said last night as well that... Like for at mo- like most clubs, they say that the crowd is the twelfth man, but here the the crowd is the first man, and then it's the players. And I just love that as well. And the way he was beaming when when they asked him if he likes the song "Marching On Together," and he's like, "I yeah. love it." <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, yeah. Big up to Digital Wilson for uh, for listening to my complaints about playing <laughs> playing Kaiser Chiefs after a victory. I mean, that "Marching On Together" was just incredible. I absolutely loved the, the final whistle. Just, just yeah, some of that I'll, I'll probably remember for, well, considering I remember a tackle for 23 years, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to remember match on together for, well, the rest of my life. It was, it was incredible. I was just so pumped, so happy. I feel elated today. It's amazing what it does for your, your mood for the rest of the week. It's stupid, really, isn't it? All this gambling with emotion. But the, the other thing as well is the, the results all went our way last night as well so we had Leicester losing to Aston Villa 2-1 late goal I think as well 86th minute and Belter. yeah it was a really good goal very deft finish and 
the I think they had a penalty in the ninety fourth minute Leicester as well, which was uh, yeah VAR overturned it, and then obviously Brighton won it at Bournemouth. They're proving to be just a very good side as we saw, and yeah. so yeah, very nice for them to go our way, especially after Everton drew with Tottenham the other day as well, which was yeah. Spurs just rolling over and having a belly rub, weren't they? It was it was crazy. I I, I I couldn't believe what I was watching. Even against ten men, the way Spurs were playing, it was it was absolutely shocking. I almost wanted them to lose because I was so angry with them. But yeah, the table's looking good. You know, Southampton are what six points behind us now. Leicester are deep in the mire. They've got Bournemouth coming up. Oh God! And you look at our fixtures. I mean, if we can win on Sunday. We basically just have to get through the Leicester home game and the, and the Bournemouth away game unscathed, and we almost can't don't go. Say it, don't, 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 don't say it, Rocco. Don't say it, Please, don't, let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. The so yeah, looking forward to the weekend. The fixture that's changed about ten times and is now falling on Easter Sunday at two o'clock. Families are really pleased about. And so. Uh, but looking at Palace as well, and they played well. There's a, there's two things here, like you say. Leicester look like they're in trouble and not playing particularly well. But Palace played Leicester at the weekend and they they won two one. But I was looking at the stats for that just to get a feel for what are we up against, you know, with Roy Hodgson's Palace, and they're 31 shots Palace to to Leicester's three. Yeah, on match of the day, they had an incredible stat. Every single outfield player had at least two shots on goal. What from Palace? Yeah. That's like wild. Yeah, I don't know. If Saha's going to be injured. Have they got? A, they don't have a game this week, then. I don't believe so. No. So they've had more rest time. Ugh. But but the uh, the adrenaline of of a win last night. Hopefully, will take into that game. It it's one of them where you know people are just sort of saying, "Oh, we beat Forest, beat Palace," but it's not as easy as that. And I think Palace are a better side, and they've they've got really good midfield which which seems to always play well against us annoyingly. Yeah, they've got Eze, haven't they? He's never really done it at Ellen Road. We we always seem to to be alright with him, but yeah, certainly on our travels we've we've struggled against him. He's a very good player. That strike they've got as well. I remember thinking he was rubbish, but did you see the winning goal he scored at the weekend? No. His first touch was just incredible. So he's he's gonna be up for it. I think we can I, I really, really think I think we'll win. I think we will win. I think I think we're better than I think we're better than these teams around us now. If we keep playing like this and the players that are on form like they are, and you know we've got you know it, it is a manager bounce. Like I'm not I'm not saying that it's all going to go to part at some point, but you know we've we've we're bounced and we're we're feeling really confident. Yeah, be a crushing blow to lose, but yeah, fingers crossed we can we can get the win and then then we really are flying. And and now having beat having won last night. You know, even a draw's not the end of the world. You know, we'll still be we'll still be out of the relegation zone and we've still got some good fixtures coming up. Liverpool don't look anything. You know, it, it you know, obviously it's hard and you expect to lose. But then after that, Fulham away, you know, they're probably on the beach, no Mitrovic. And then then Leicester at home. I I think we've got to be targeting, you know, practical safety by the time we play Leicester. I know I'm probably getting completely overexcited, but like uh, it's there it's there for us. Yeah, that's it. I think it's I think it's very, very fair to to target that. But I guess the results are a different thing, aren't they? And it's it's so tight down there and things switch very quickly. But but we'll see. Looking forward to it. And um yeah, sat in thirteenth, 
feels good. Still pretty tight, but let's let's see where we are at the weekend. Nels, where are we? Oh, yeah. actually, predictions. Are we? How are we doing on those? Oh, well. Quickly You're opens next... his spreadsheet. Well, I don't need to actually because it's stuck in my mind that you had predicted a defeat at home to Forest. Incredibly, uh, so yeah, me and Paul had wins. So I'm not sure if either of us got the score right, but we're at least level pegging with you now on points. We'll check that after the Palace game. So yeah, we'll have a re- we'll have a recap because yeah, after last night, I'm thinking Paul might have got it spot on with his 20 point prediction from the from the nine game running. That's annoying. We'll just we'll just deny that he was ever right. Um, and speaking of the the table and predictions, I did have a look at the prediction model. I can I can never remember the name of the website, so let me just find it a second. I thirty eight is called, but I, I obsess over this a bit a bit too much, and I immediately tried to load it after the game last night. And uh, our chances of survival have improved, as you'll you'll be pleased to know. And uh, we now have a 90% chance of <laughs> st- staying in the Premier League or a 10% chance of going down if yeah, you're a pessimist. So, that's even more positive than I've been today. It's, like, it's, it's so easy to do a podcast and talk of all the cliches, but which, which is what actually makes it quite hard. But the players after that must be buzzing and they, must, they will be carrying like, you know, what a difficult season it has been, but carrying something of a positive moment last night into the next game. And yeah, hopefully we can get some points on the board. So lovely stuff. All good. All good. Have a wonderful day. Yeah. Thanks again to uh, bassandbly.com for sponsoring the podcast. Make sure you click on the link. It's on our website and it's in the uh, the text on the on your, in your podcast player. You'll know what I mean. But yeah, have a good week, everyone. We'll see you after the Palace game. Cheers. Network.